Welcome to episode 37 of the Unnamed Adventures podcast. On this episode, we're going to take a drive into Glacier National Park and talk about the history of the Going to the Sun Road. Thank you to Glacier Journal for all the great info. We hope you enjoy. In the 86 years since Going to the Sun Road's dedication, the thrill of driving Glacier National Park's scenic byway has not diminished. As one of the world's most dynamic roadways, it entices millions of motorists to queue up annually at the entrance gates and venture into the park's wild interior, transported on a two-lane portal of pavement to an otherworldly landscape. The majority of visitors to the Sun Road observe the spectacular trans-mountain expanse during the busy summer months, and sometimes the engineering marvels textured history is eclipsed by the peak-stubbed views. Ask a local about their favorite spot along the Going to Sun Road, and you'll get a range of answers. For some, it's a few miles up the road from St. Mary, where you can take in a view of Wild Goose Island in the middle of Glacier National Park's second biggest lake. Others might recommend Bird Woman Falls, a 492-foot high drop between Mount Oberlin and Mount Cannon, west of Logan Pass. Both locations depict the stunning beauty that has made Glacier Park a destination for well over a century. But visitors should not overlook what is just below their wheels. The Going to the Sun Road is a remarkable attraction all onto its own. In the years immediately following the National Park Service's creation in 1916, Director Stephen Mather led an effort to make the parks more accessible to the masses. In some cases, that meant improving pre-existing roads, and in other instances, it meant building brand new ones altogether. In 1918, engineers designed a highway through Glacier Park that allowed people who didn't want to spend their days hiking to enjoy the wonders within. In 1921, Congress appropriated $100,000 to begin construction, worth about $1.2 million today. Workers generally followed the path that was first proposed three years earlier, with one major exception. The original plan called for 15 switchbacks up the west loop of Logan Pass. To an engineer, the multiple switchbacks to the pass made perfect sense, but it would mean the road would have to avoid some of the most spectacular views, including the beloved Birdwoman Falls. According to legend, Mather rejected that plan and redrew the road on its current alignment along the steep alpine area known as the Garden Wall. The road was constructed with a maximum grade of 6%, which is about as much a vehicle could make back in 1921. Construction of the road continued for more than a decade and was finally completed in 1932 with a final price tag of $2 million. Unlike the original plan that had the Sun Road meandering through the trees on its way up to the Continental Divide at Logan Pass, the final product was literally built into the mountains with arches and barriers that reflected the landscape around it. The road is so remarkable that in the 1980s it was designated a National Historic Civil Engineering Landmark and included the National Registrar of Historical Places, the first American road to ever receive both honors. See it for yourself. The Going to the Sun Road is traditionally open from June until October. While a drive over the road is spectacular any time of the day, it is especially mesmerizing first thing in the morning. Mm-hmm.
Thank you for joining this week's episode. We're updating our YouTube channel to include how-to guides, gear, and campsite reviews, and much more. Just search Unnamed Adventures.